Rising Star Podcast with your host, Kelly Hughes. On today's show, I'm going to be talking with LaVon Coates. He's got a very emotional and just, I think, heart-wrenching new song and video out now. It's called Raise Her Right. Very, very personal message. I want to talk about that and hopefully some stories from uh, South Carolina. So welcome to the show, LaVon. Good to be here. You know, the song, it really, it's it's a, a tearjerker, but it's also inspirational. I mean, how did all this song come about? Oh, man, it's a long story. Um, My daddy, my daddy passed away. He's been gone seven years now. He died of cancer. But um, I've never really considered myself a songwriter. I, um, I've always loved music, but I went to Nashville just to visit. And while I was there, I went into a little recording studio. Anybody could have went and, and you pay like 65 bucks and you can go record any song. It's, you pretty much just get the experience of what an artist goes through. And while I was there, they had what they call open mic night. I didn't know nothing about this. So the owner of the place, she said, listen, I want you to stay for this open mic. I said, okay. So it was raining outside. Normally have it outside, would have had it inside this time. So we're sitting in there and I'm sitting in a big old circle. Everybody's got a guitar in their hand. It's like we're fixing to have an AA meeting for country music. So I don't know what was going on, but it, I finally figured it out. There's a bunch of songwriters in there and they weren't really trying to get a record deal. They was trying to pitch their songs out. <clears throat> Excuse me. And this, this woman was kind of the bridge. From what I could gather, she can kind of pitch these songs to people like Tim Graw, Brad Paisley. And if they like the song, you know, they might want to record it. So they start. And it's in a, it, like I said, we was in a big old circle. One would get up there and, and sing one of their songs. They'd sit down and it'd go to the next one. When it come all the way around to me, and the woman looked at me, she said, okay, I want you to get up there and sing one. And I said, I'm not a songwriter. She said, I didn't want you to write a song. I want you to get up there and sing me one. So I got up there, sat down. Everybody's wrote songs and singing their songs. And here I am doing karaoke. So I, I sung them a song, sat back down. She said, you know, you have a really pretty voice. And it went around the room again. It come back to me. She said, I want you to get up there and sing another one. So I did. And when it was all over with, she said, you have a really unique voice. She said, when you sing, it, it kind of catches everybody's attention. It's really pretty. I said, well, I mean, will it go anywhere? She said, let me tell you something about Nashville. She said, in Nashville, everybody can sing. She said, um, I can go to the next gas station down the road and the cashier can sing. She said, it's not hard to find a pretty voice. She said, 95% of the people in Nashville are songwriters. She said, you got to bring something to the pot besides just a pretty voice. So I went home with, she just cut the legs out from under me. She just crushed my dream. Like I said, I'm not a songwriter. So my whole childhood, my daddy was the type that he would get you started but he would want you to finish it whether it be cleaning fish a deer changing the oil in your car I, i'm gonna get you started but you're gonna finish it that's the only way you're gonna learn 
And I was laying in the bed one night, and I woke up at about 2.30 one morning. It was like somebody shook me, like, get up. And when I woke up, I had the chorus of this song in my head. So I got up, went in the kitchen, wrote it down, just the chorus. That's all I had. Wrote the chorus down. It still didn't dawn on me what was going on. I went and got back into bed, got up at 5 o'clock that morning like I always do. Got dressed, and when I walked back through the kitchen, I read that piece of paper again, and the melody hit me. I knew what it was going to sound like. So I walked outside, I sung it into my phone, and I listened to it all the way to work. And I got in my machine and just kept just kept playing it over and over and over, and I wrote the first verse to it. And it dawned on me, and I give my daddy the whole credit for this song. It was my daddy's way of saying, son, you don't give up so easy. You, you want to quit too quick. Don't do that. I'm going to write you the course to this song, and I'm going to give you the melody, but you're going to finish the song. So I got home, and I got home. I told my old lady, I said, I think I'm writing a song. She said, really? I said, yeah. She said, well, let's hear it. So I sung her what I had, acapella. And she went to crying like a baby. And I said, well, was it that bad? She said, no, it's that good. So I went back to work. And the next two days, I wrote the next two verses to the song. And that's pretty much how the song got started. Um, so you had never really written much. Where do you think this inspiration came from? I think it was all my daddy. I believe he opened up that door. I really do. And like I said, it was his way of saying, don't quit so easy. You, you're giving up too quick. Let me show you just how easy it is. And he went ahead and gave me, like he always done, I'm going to start it, but you're going to finish it. And that's what happened. Okay. And so your father was a preacher. My daddy was a preacher. That's correct. So what was it like growing up in South Carolina, the son of a preacher? Uh, well, you always hear the stories about preachers, youngins, preachers, kids. They're always the wildest, and pretty much it's true. <laughs> but I had, a, I had a good childhood. I've, I've, uh, I was fortunate to come from a family that's not divorced, so I don't know what it's like not to be with the parents. Uh, my daddy was a very loving, affectionate man. Um, he was really stern. I had to go to church every time he went to church until I got to a certain age. When, when, when I got to a certain age, he knew it wasn't doing any good. Well, you know, then you pretty much you try to lead them in the right path and, and send them on their way. And that's how daddy was. He never, he never kind of hounded church down your throat. But on the other hand, you win every time he went, if that makes any sense. So when did you first start getting involved in music? Oh, when I was big enough to start making sentences. I mean, I would sing in church. And it's funny because I, that, I'd make them pay me to get up there and sing. <laughs> <laughs> you, get, you give me $5, I'll get up there and sing your church song. And so that's how I got started. And then, and then later on in life, I, um, 
I told daddy, I said, you know what? I think I'm going to try this guitar thing. And he said, well, he said, um, he said, if you, uh, stick with it, if you, if you are showing me that you're really interested in it, it ain't something you're just going to throw down. He said, I'll buy you a guitar. And he did. And, um, so I, I started playing with it and, and then I tried to start putting, you know, I'd sing somebody else's music. Cause like I said, I wasn't a songwriter. But um, yeah, he always loved to hear me sing, and then I kind of put it down for a little while. But I've picked it back up now. So, who are your musical idols? Mm, me, I like the I like the old school country. I like some of the new one, but uh, my heart is the old school. I like. I, I mean, I can be in a good mood. I want to hear a slow, sappy song. It would probably be. I mean, I got a few of them. George Jones. I like um, George Strait, Vern Gosden, Joe Diffie, um, Travis Tritt. But if I had to pick just one, it would probably be George Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had quite a range. He could do up-tempo, but he could do some pretty sad songs. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, he He's, was the one. He was my go-to yeah. man. Well, it's good that you have these role models because it seems like the best country singers are also songwriters and they and they write from their own life. Right. That's right. And like I said, once I once I got this one going, um I mean, I've wrote I've got two more out too. I don't know if you've heard them, but um Tidal Wave and Getting Drunk on the River. So I mean they're starting to rattle out now. It's like I said, it's like it like it opened up a door that I didn't know I had. You know, you said your father passed away a few years ago. Was that sort of a, a turning point for you when maybe you thought, well, I, I want to write music? Did it take an event like that to start you get to write? No, to be honest with you, it just took that first trip to Nashville. When I went, when I went to Nashville, I'd never been. Um, and when I experienced it, I knew I wanted that life. But then when I found out the hurdles I had to go through, it kind of, I was like, okay, well, I ain't a songwriter. So that's the end of that. So I come back home. And when I come back home, I had this dream and it was like, it's just this easy. And once I had wrote my own song and I could see the way people was reacting to it. I said, okay, let's don't quit. Let's keep on. Let's see where this thing is going to go. So that's, that's pretty much what I've been doing. I didn't know I could write songs until this first one. And then it's just like, they're starting to rattle out now. It's, it's like second nature now. So what experiences do you draw from? It sounds like you've lived kind of the life you know, a lot of people do, you know, the, the every man, it seems like, you know, you're very relatable to, you know, just the majority of people just working, raising a family. Does that seem like your fan base? Yes, I, I get, I'm just like everybody else. I get up every morning at five o'clock, I get dressed and I work to five or six o'clock. I come home, uh, I play with my little girl. 
And when it's time for her to settle down, that's when I'll come out here in the cook room and mess with music. Um, I had, like I said, you know, I got somebody depending on me. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just like everybody else. You know, when you go to Nashville, it really ups your game. Like when you go there, it can be very intimidating. It seems like, you know, you've got this strength that it doesn't seem like you're easily intimidated. You don't know how good you are. You think you're good. You don't know how good you are till you go to a town where everybody's good. And yes, it is very intimidating in Nashville. When you can walk down the street and there's a man sitting on the sidewalk that's living in a cardboard box that can outsing anybody on the big stage now. So it's, it's very intimidating. Yeah. So how did you deal with that? Um, you just have to kind of, you know, just, just, I mean, don't let it intimidate you. Just get in your mind. Hey, you know, you, you, you pretty good too. So don't, don't doubt yourself. That's the main thing. Don't doubt yourself. Just keep looking forward. Well, you wrote something very interesting on your YouTube page. You said that uh, after releasing a series of singles in the past year, you're now looking to start playing live shows and flooding tear ducts as you piece together more songs to make us laugh, cry, and howl at the moon. <laughs> That's what I'm shooting for. That's in the works. That's a little bit of everything. Laugh, cry, and howling at the moon. So you've got your sentimental side, but it sounds like you've got a little bit of your honky-tonk side, too. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's right. A little bit of it all. Want to make you laugh and cry. So this other song you're talking about, uh, At the River, uh, what's that? the title of that one? Getting Drunk on the River. Getting Drunk on the River. Now, you can't have written this from personal experience, did you? No, man, I don't do that. I wrote that one after my old lady. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a fun one. I did check that out on your channel, and I think it does show you've got a range, you know? You can do the full spectrum, and it seems like that's important in this business. I want to get a video for that song. Um, it's it, Like I said, all this is, is new to me, and... The video part is kind of, I don't know, it's, you just feel kind of cheesy at first when you're doing it because you're acting and you're, people's looking at you like, what is he trying to do? I still have that kind of vibe. Um, now, the video I done of Razor Right, it wasn't quite as bad because there was nobody there. It was just me and, and the person running the camera pretty much and my little girl. But the, the getting drunk on the river when I need a video for it, but it's gonna, I'm going to have to include a bunch of people. So, it, like I said, it still kind of feels kind of funny to me when you, well, when you have to do that part. Well, it seems like that could be a really fun video shoot. Yes, yes. And, and when I got them recorded, um, the man that, that you know, that uh, I went to his recording studio, he told me, he said, LaVon, listen. He said, don't put all three of these songs out at the same time. He said, you got enough songs right here 
to to he said put one out he said when that song starts getting boring he said you'll be able to tell he said then you got another one to give them he said if you go put all three songs out at the same time they're going to get boring all at the same time he said then then you're going to have to be back to writing and you're going to be coming back down here he said so if you if you put one out and just watch it and when it starts not doing anything then give them another one he said you got time enough to start writing more songs so that's pretty much what I've done. And he told me, he said, you need to, you need videos to these songs. He said, because, I mean, unless you're riding in your car, a lot of people don't just want to look at a CD cover. They want to be watching a video. And I got impatient. And I put the first two out. Getting Drunk on the River was the first one I put out because it was summertime. But this last one right here, the, the, the one about my daddy, it's my heart and soul. So I knew I had to um buckle down and and really do it right that's the reason i i waited on it and got my video right and then submitted it mm -hmm. you know one personal uh, touch in the video raise her right is you know pictures of you and your father and there's even you know a scene of you there at his gravesite. right correct yeah he was a good man yeah. Yeah, what was that like? Uh, you know, what kind of emotions did that bring when you were filming those? Um, you know, I it's 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 always grabs me by my gut when I go there. I don't I don't vi I don't visit the grave site very much because I don't feel like he's there. That's not where I'm I'm drawn to him at is is not really the grave site. So I don't go there much. But yeah, it was kind of um. I had to kind of hold it back, you know, try to keep my composure. Mm -hmm. So what do you think he, he would think now that you're finally pursuing music, you know, this way? Oh, he would love it. I feel like he knows. He's watching. He's always wanted me to pursue music. Maybe not my style of music, but he's always wanted me to pursue music. Now, do you still live in South Carolina? Uh, yes, sir. So what town are you in? Uh, right now I'm in Loris is where I live at. I'm, I'm, I was born and raised in Conway, South Carolina, which is 15 minutes from Myrtle Beach. Everybody knows Myrtle Beach. And now I'm probably 45 minutes from Myrtle Beach. Okay. So I kind of I moved into country a little bit deeper. So what do people do for fun on a Saturday night in Loris? Um, well, people like me uh, hang out at the house because I got a five-year-old little girl and she can't do very much or, or we'll go out to eat or whatever she wants to do, pretty much, unless I find a babysitter and then we do whatever the old lady wants to do. <laughs> You know, do you have one fun place in town that has live bands? Um, well, yeah, well, there's a bunch at the beach, like I said. But now where I'm at, no. But if you wanted to see something like that, you would. Um, we'd just drive to the beach and listen to a live band. But we don't. Yes. We don't do that very much. I don't get out much. Well, your your daughter gets out a lot doing these videos with you. 
Oh yeah, she loves it. She knows every one of my songs word for word. <laughs> you know what was it like for her to be in the video with you? Oh, she loved it. She loves it because she's she's uh, she likes to be on camera. She likes to get her picture took, and she loves the scene. Loves the scene. So she got the the music talent from her father. Apparently so. <laughs> yeah, she loves to sing and dance. Well, that's really great. So, uh, what does your wife think of all this? Um, she's still she's still coming to. Uh, it's like all a big shock to her right now. She really it really ain't hit her yet. I don't think. Um, the the song always breaks her down. It's hard for her to listen to the song. Every time she hears it, she cries. <laughs> well. It sounds like as this starts to take off even more, you'll probably start doing more live shows. Do you you think you might even tour? Oh, that's in that's I hope that's what I'm hoping for. That's what I'm shooting for soon. I'm trying to right now I'm 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 trying to start a band. And um like I said, you know, I, I have a little girl and so it's hard for me to jump in it with both feet right yet because I still have a full-time job and but once once it get so right now I've kind of wrote songs and record them and I'm pitching them out there and see how people react to it if they're if they're loving it I won't have no other choice but to go in it with both feet mm -hmm. but um that's what I'm shooting for is a band and start doing some live shows Mm hmm. So there in Loris, is there a good pool of musicians to draw from to form your band? Uh, well, like I like my cousin, he's a drummer. Um, so I got a drummer and I haven't really looked around Loris yet for anything else. Um, Loris is kind of a small town. Um, <clears throat> but they're around. It's just finding somebody that's serious about it. And when I say serious, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not looking to just go down here to the local bar in town and play on Friday and Saturday night. I'm, I'm shooting to travel the world and do it. I mean, uh, just, just the local bar, don't, that don't tickle my fancy. Maybe it's worth a trip back to Nashville to, to recruit some musicians there. I'm telling you, if you go to Nashville, there there are dime a dozen in Nashville. There, you've got you've got people that want to be full time writers. You got people that want to be full time singers, and then you got full time musicians. All they're waiting on is the phone call. Well, wouldn't that be fun to go there and audition some people and build your your power band? Oh yeah, that's my dream. That's my dream. Yeah. And that's what I'm shooting for. I'm just just kind of having to do it my way right now. Well, you have these three songs. Are you going to write a few more and put them all into a full album? Um, yeah, eventually. I'm working on some songs now, but um, you you got to be careful when you write a song. It, it, for anybody that's listening to this right now, if you're a songwriter, you you when you first write a song you get excited you want everybody to hear it but you can't because you got a lot of people out there that are really mean 
and you've got to get your you've got to be careful who you send the song to if they want to hear it play it for them but don't just send your song to somebody because you got to get it copywritten if you don't get it copywritten somebody can grab that song and take off with it and wouldn't nothing make you no more matter than you out here you put your blood sweat and tears on a song and somebody take off with it so that would be my best advice to anybody. When you write a song, get it copywritten before you start passing it around for everybody to hear. That's what I've been doing. Well, if Raise Her Right makes the rounds in Nashville, I could see people like, you know, Brad Paisley, Vince Skill. I think they would love to record that. There's so many people that has not heard that song, has not heard the song. Um, and, and, Another thing, when you, when you, when you, like if you're on YouTube, whether it be my song or any song, when you, you come across a song you like, hit like, share it, subscribe to their channel. That's how, that's how you get that song circulating. Other words, it's just going to sit there. And this song right here, I think the whole world needs to hear it, not just because it's my song. Yeah. See, I think, you know, I could hear someone like Clint Black, like, his fans would really like this song, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So maybe, maybe you could like your band could open for uh, Clint black on his next tour. That would be awesome. <laughs> Although, you know, that you've got so many options, you know, I love the, uh, the County fair circuit. Would you like to play that? The County fair circuit. Where's that at? Well, all across the country, you know, county fairs in different cities across the country. They usually have good country bands playing. Yeah, I'd love to. You got one? <laughs> well, you know, in, in my neck of the woods in Washington State, we have the Puyallup Fair. And we get some pretty uh, big bands. We get like Winona Judd and, and all sorts of great people. Yeah, I'm ready. So it's usually, I see a lot of good uh, country bands play the fairs and the casinos. Right. So maybe you could start out at a, do you have a good local casino there? No, we don't have casinos here. We got a casino boat. <laughs> well, even better. Wouldn't that be great to play on a, a casino boat? Mm, no, I don't care nothing about big water. There's too much water out there for me. Oh. <laughs> I, like, I like the river, but I don't care nothing about that ocean. Man, you need to watch Shark Week. You'd quit going to the beach. You're right. I, in fact, actually, uh, I've seen sharks in the ocean. They're they're bigger than they look on TV. Yeah, that's too much water for me. I'm well, a I'm a river rat. You're a river. So, what do you like to do for fun? Do you? Uh, it's this term. You know, seems like uniquely in the South. It's this thing you you do call mudding do you ever go mudding mm, no i don't mud i ain't gonna tear my junk up that i have to pay for um we like to go to the river in the summertime and i love to hunt and fish okay because i don't know if it's a line in the video that you uh caught your first fish the day that you shot your first buck that's right see that was a good line that seemed very you know, taking from your own life your real experiences. Mm-hmm. So you yep. like to hunt, you like to fish. What's one unexpected thing you like to do? 
Um, mm, I don't know. You caught me off guard there. I, I, I like to um, ride the side-by-side, if that counts. Now, what exactly is that? A UTV. It's like a four-wheel, like a car four-wheeler. Oh, okay. But I don't put it in the mud because I had to pay for it. Oh. <laughs> what, is, <laughs> what is it with this mudding thing? How do you experience mudding? I, I still am not quite sure what it is. Well, there's a crowd around here that likes to put snorkel kits on their four-wheelers and take a perfectly good four-wheeler and see if it'll float across the river. Uh-huh. Or put it in, or put it in the nastiest mud hole they can find, and see if they can go from one side of it to the other. But most of the time, that's something their daddy paid for. Um, when they have to pay for it, they kind of go around the mud holes. Because if something tears up on it, they're gonna have to fix it. Well, that, that sounds sense. interesting. See, I, I guess I'll put that on my bucket list. <laughs> yeah. Go, go yeah. mudding. So what's on your bucket list besides a world tour, you know, putting a band together? You know, what are some other lifetime goals you have? Um, find me a 55,000 acre ranch somewhere and put a big house in the middle of it and deer hunt all of it. That's on now my that, bucket. So that's on the bucket list. So I take it you don't like next-door neighbors breathing down your neck? Mm, no, I want to have to pack a lunch and get in the truck to go to the mailbox. <laughs> I like that. You know, is there lots of space out there near where you live? Um, yeah, there is right now, but, I mean, town's coming. It's, it's, it's coming. There's houses being built everywhere. So, yeah, it's, it's coming. When you went to Nashville... Were you surprised at how urban it is now? Um, Nashville is is a big place. Um, and there's really not much to do in Nashville other than sing, write songs, drink beer. It's like a party town. Now, if you'll go outside of Nashville, like at Leaper's Fork, which is like 30 minutes out. That's beautiful country, and that's where a lot of the country singers live, which you can't see their house. You can see their gate, but you can't see their house. But it's like a, man, it's like a Mayberry town. As a matter of fact, when you pull into the little old town right there, they got like a Mayberry um, police car sitting on the side of the road. and. Oh, wow. and there's no telling who's liable to pull up there. Like you can go in one of them antique shops and, and then people know these country singers just like they're like their buddy. Like they, they don't associate them like, oh, he's a big superstar. They associate him like, okay, well, here's Brad. What you need, buddy? You need some milk? I mean, that's how they look at him. <clears throat> so you could run into Reba McIntyre. She could roll right up on you. Pull right up in there. As a matter of fact, I think she lives there. And, uh, and you... if you talk to these people about them, like, hey, who, blah, 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 who lives here? They're kind of real secretive. Like, you just, 
like like they don't want to tell you they 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 can't they're not going to tell you where they they live because just like one woman told me she said i, I believe chris stapleton stays there and jason aldean stays she said i i'll get in trouble i can't tell you where they stay but yeah they're they're here so they i mean they'll stop in from time to time did you go to the grand Ole opry no i didn't but when i go back i want to go I want to go to the Ryman. I want to go to the Grand Ole Opry and the Bluebird. Ah. It seems like the Grand Ole Opry, that's still, you know, the standard. Like, if you can perform there, you've made it in country music. I would be so nervous on that stage, they'd probably say, who is this boy they got up here singing? <laughs> they'd probably like you. I don't know. I, that That... Being on that stage, I'd probably be a nervous wreck. Well, I, I I think it's a rite of passage. Right. So I think once you get up on stage there, uh, a, a lot more courage will come, you know, that you don't even expect. Well, believe it or not, it's easier to sing for 300 head than it is to sing for 25 head. Is that right? Yeah, because that twenty-five head, they're gonna be judging you. The three hundred head, really, that you know, you out of three hundred, there's gonna be somebody in there that thinks you sound pretty good. I like that. Well, before we uh, wrap up and go into our final heat here, I want to make sure people can find this song we've been talking about. So, you know, what's your social media and where can people listen to your music? Um, it's on Pandora, it's on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, um, YouTube, of course. I'm on TikTok and Instagram, Facebook. Excellent. Speaking of, I was checking out your TikTok channel. That's quite the format. It sounds like uh, you can be real spontaneous on there. I try to be. <laughs> I try to be. Yeah, it seems like you just started it, but it seems like something I could see you doing a lot of. Uh, yes, I have just started it. So it, TikTok's all new to me. I'm still trying to figure out how to drive it, so to speak. Well, <clears throat> do you think it's a way to try out new songs? On TikTok? Yeah. 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 Yes, sir. Because it sounds like this is the tip of the iceberg and you're going to be writing a lot of new songs this year. I'm working on it. I've already got one of them almost wrote and one of them halfway wrote. So maybe uh, if you got your TikTok people going, uh, you could do like a, a, a getting drunk on the river challenge. I've been trying to get people on TikTok to you. The, my songs on TikTok too, all three of them. Um, I've been trying to get people to use the "Getting Drunk on the River" one because it's a real fun song. I mean, some people Think probably it. don't like because you're getting drunk on the river, but there's a lot of videos of people getting drunk on the river. So go use my song. <laughs> exactly, especially with spring and summer coming up. You know. That's right. That's right. 
So now tell me this. I, I've never actually gone in and like used someone's song on TikTok. How do people do that? Um, when you go and when you submit your video or whatever it is, it'll like it'll tell you it next. Then it'll show you up at the very top of your video, select sound, and you will hit the sound bar. And then you just type in whatever you want, like me. You type in getting drunk on the river, and it'll pull my song up. And then you just hit the song or hit the check mark, and it's automatically to your video. And wow, then you it's submit that it. easy. It's just that easy. If I can do it, anybody can do it. So it adds it. Okay. So it adds it. What if you want to take this song and like do something choreographed in time with the music? Is it easy to do that? No, I hadn't done that yet. Like I said, I ain't tech savvy. I haven't done that yet. Like try to dance with the song. A couple people's danced with it, but I don't know how you do that. Okay. I could see the song being embraced by the mudding community. Yeah, or somebody trying to line dance to it. It was that's a good line dancing song. It is a good line dancing song. Don't you think we need more of those? Yes, I sure do. Because a lot of people don't like the slow sappy songs. They want to get out there and dance. And believe it or not, I forgot to tell you that when you go to Nashville after eight PM, they won't let you sing no slow songs. Ah. None whatsoever. They say that when you start singing slow songs, people start leaving the bar and they're there to sell drinks. I see. So, so you, got, the, you got to get in the sad stuff before eight. Before eight. And, and whether you the band or you go into one of them karaoke bars, they will not let you sing a slow song. So if all you can sing is slow songs, you're out. They ain't going to let you sing none. So if you want to sing crazy... Yeah, you better do it luck. before eight. You better do it before eight. Oh dear, that's, that's mm-hmm. too bad. Maybe at the very end they'll let you sing. If you're closing out the night, they'll let you do one slow song. I went into um, Wannabes. That's a bar, a karaoke bar. We went in there and and I sung. I, well, I sung a Joe Diffie song. Didn't nobody even act like I was up there. So I went and sat back down and I told my girlfriend. I said. And they did. I thought I'd done pretty good on that song. She said, I don't know that song. I said, we're in Nashville. So I got up there and sung another song. I forget what it was. I come back, sat back down. It's like I wasn't even there. And um, I said, I ain't getting back up there. She said, don't be like that. I said, well, I mean, they, they don't even, they, they didn't even turn your head. She said, they do not know that song. She said, everybody in here is kind of young. So the next one I got up there, I sung Morgan Wallen, cover me up. And the whole bar lit up. So when I went and sat back down, she said, see, I told you. And and then I went, I was going to sing another slow song. That's when the man running the karaoke machine told me, he said, hey, we don't, we ain't playing those slow songs after eight. I said, why not? She said, because we're not. I said, man, we in Nashville. This is where you lost your uncle, your dog, your old lady. This, this is the capital. I mean, this is, this is where the slow songs come from. And I can't sing one. He said, no. So I went back to the bar. I didn't sing no more. <laughs> oh, no. So I guess after eight, you have to do more Hank Williams upbeat, Jr. Upbeat. songs. That's right. You got to do upbeat songs. 
You so, can't do no slow. Uh, I'm getting divorced. You can't sing none of them songs. Oh, no. So most Patsy Klein is out. That's right. <laughs> well, uh, or probably a lot of... Um, uh, who am I thinking? Why did I just blank it out? Uh, who's the guy from the 80s? Why can't I think of him? I can picture him. I'm going blank, but... Who who are the male country singers who do the most ballads? In the eighties? Yeah. Um, you had Alabama, you had George Strait, Travis Tritt, Joe Diffie. Oh, Randy Wild Travis. Travis. Randy, I'm Travis. Of Randy Travis. So could you do Forever and Ever Amen after eight? Uh, yeah, because it's more upbeat, but you couldn't do I told you so. Okay. How about he stopped loving her today? Mm, I I don't know. That was kind. Of, probably not. That's because that's like a slow, sad song. So, what's your go-to karaoke song? Um, I like a lot of George Strait. I like um, "Ships That Don't Come In." Um, that one's by Joe Diffie. I like some Travis Tritt. Man, I got a whole list of them. Mm -hmm. Do you ever do any non-country songs? Mm, I mean, to be honest, no, not really. (laughs) You never do like any Rolling Stones or Beatles? Mm, No, I've never tried. I'm not not saying I couldn't. I've just never tried. Yeah, karaoke's fun. You know, isn't that the fun of karaoke is when you try a song you've never done before? That's what I always try to do. I'll try to go. I'll I'll jump up there in a heartbeat and do. But now it's got to be in my realm now. Um, I'll jump up there in a heartbeat and and try a song that I've never sung in front of somebody before. I'm not not for say that I hadn't already sung the mess out of it in the truck. Or or my machine, but. I'll jump up there in a heartbeat and sing a song that I've never sung in front of somebody. I like that. Uh, the thing about karaoke is it actually is good preparation if you want to be a professional singer. That's right. It just don't let your nerves get you. Don't let the nerves get you. It's, that's, that's hard to overpass is your nerves. Your nerves will mess you up. So what have you learned the most by doing karaoke? Well, I mean, karaoke, you you pretty much up there. You have just go up there and have fun. That's all that matters. Because most of the time you sing in karaoke, everybody in there is drunk and they ain't gonna remember you tomorrow anyway. <laughs> so that, just get up there and have fun, and 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 that's that. <clears throat> and it, and isn't a big part of it? If you make a mistake, don't point it out because most people probably won't notice. That's all right. That's exactly right. Just keep right on going. Just keep right on going. If you miss a note or forget a word, big deal. Big deal. Especially with karaoke. Just just don't stop. I mean, just keep right on getting it. Yeah. Because like you said, most of the time they don't they won't even catch it. Well, I really like what you're doing here and I really see a lot happening for you this year. Uh, if I give you the last word here, 
you know, tell me a little bit more about this band you want to put together and really what your hopes are once you've got this band and you're able to start performing live. Um, once I get a band, I, I, I'm just ready to start touring and, and, and do some, I mean, some big shows. I mean, like, like travel the world. I'm not up. I don't care nothing about just playing at my local bar. Um, I'm looking to do it as a, as a profession, like for a living. Like quit the job I'm doing and do it full time. That's my goal. To to be on the CMA awards. That's that's what I'm shooting for. I'm shooting for the stars. And what kind of band lineup do you want? Uh, what kind of instruments and what are you going to play in the band? Um, acoustic. I'll I'll be playing the acoustic guitar. Um, I, I need a drummer, electric guitar. I would love to have a pedal steel guitar player because, I mean, country ain't country without a pedal steel guitar. Absolutely. <clears throat> well, you got you to gotta get that, if nothing else. That's you got to get guitar. That. That's right. Well, so w- if we're looking at 2023, what do you predict in what month this year will the band play their first live gig? Oh man, I don't know. I can't put a number on that yet. Cause like I said, I'm there's there's a lot going on really fast right now. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you see that happening by the fall or by the end of the year? Yes, that's my goal. Well, that that's good. It's good to have the goal. Maybe you can uh, set your sights on a a good casino that's not on a riverboat. Right. That's not on. No, I could do a river boat. I don't want to do an ocean boat. <laughs> so, no cruise ship concerts. Right. Yeah, I can. I can jump overboard and swim to the hill, but out there in the ocean, I can't swim to the hill. So maybe do a tour, and then as you come full circle and come back, you can end it at the Grand Ole Opry. That would be awesome. <laughs> well, hey, I just want everyone to know. I've been talking to LaVon Coates. His current single is Raise Her Right. There's an amazing video you can watch on YouTube for that, and you can check out more of his songs. And hey, if there's some creative people out there, I would love to see some TikTok videos using Getting Drunk on the River. Hey, uh, really uh, think you're going to do great and just wish you the best of luck this year. And if I'm ever in your neighborhood, uh, I will check out Loris, South Carolina. Thank you, man. And thanks for having me on your show. This has been the Rising Star Podcast with your host, Kelly Hughes.